Yeah, that's right. She's doing good. Well, guys, it's good seeing everybody. Please be sure to invite somebody. How many people last week took us serious when we said invite somebody? I did. I did. I don't see them, but guess what? We invited them. And so that's what I want to say, you know, that, you know, even if they don't come, we did our part. But man, there's a full house in here. Give them more a hand clap for filling this place up. Woo! Yes, yes. Man, that sounds good. That sounds good. Well, we're going to continue on with our series of Pathway to Peace. And, um, and we did a little bit uh, last week, and I want to talk to you guys about that. And um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to long, you know, stay there long, but I did want to bring everybody up to speed. So today I want to kind of do a little countdown and continue down the Pathway to Peace because I know everybody is busy. Have you ever noticed that if you're in the supermarket and you say, hey, what's been going on? They'll either say the same old thing or they'll give you the list. Everybody knows what the list is because I do that all the time. I have to be careful. So what you been doing? And if I think they actually got this much of caring, I go, man, you ain't going to believe this. Man, I go, man I've been over here. Poor David and Miles ago. Oh, he's calling. <laughs> Honey, just keep my, my food warm. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> but you know what? You know, as we serve and stuff, I'm so grateful for my friends and, and church family that just listen sometimes, man. You know, that's, we're in this thing together. You know, and I want to talk a little bit about today that we've seen how much God moves. When we come in here, I hope you guys look at this and say, man, this is the answer to prayer. This is the answer to prayer. Remember back like Tanya was going down and talking about when we started out once a month and, and twice a month and things. And, you know, in January, he said, man, let's really be praying about how God will move in this thing so we can do this all the time. Guess what? Here we are. You know, that doesn't mean it stops here. This is just a great launching place to do even greater things that God has for us. Amen. So getting back to busy schedules. So if we're going to do great things for God, we need to be listening to God and we need to be walking to the beat of his drum. Right. We need to be taking it in and seeing what's going on with him. But so many times we get so busy. And what happens is we find that the enemy wants to attack our time. Right. He wants to get you doing a whole lot of other things so that you don't focus on the main thing. Right. And that's what happens so much is we get wrapped around the wheel sometimes. So I didn't get to plug this thing in, but I worked on this this week because sometimes anybody ever feel like this? Tim's going to bring this up. Take a good look at this, uh, this little movie clip to put together. And here he goes. <laughs> you ever feel like that running that race? Seven days a week. Yeah. Wipeout! Yeah! So I want you guys to relax and enjoy the service. Give them a little hand clap, man. That's good stuff. Do you ever feel like that? Sometimes I feel like that, man. And usually I feel like that, like this evening. You want to play it again, Tim? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was supposed to run a chord over there, and when she was talking, I go, I didn't run the chord over there. So anyway. That's all right. But that was some good picking on there. I almost sound like Alan Brown on the guitar, didn't it? Yeah. Good, yeah. good to have my picking pal back. Well, I'm going to jump back in here. And uh, everybody's got a hand out. I just want to talk a few things today uh, to, to bring us back up to speed of where we were. But you know what? Our, our scripture that we're going to be launching off from today is just uh, Psalm 34, 8. And the first part of that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I want us to experience the goodness of God. That's what I pray when we come in on Sundays and Tuesdays, um, that we get that booster shot that we talk about of Jesus, that we, we get lifted up. I pray when you leave here, you're a couple inches taller. I pray that we could take some of the, the weight of the world off your shoulder and we could take that through trusting God and put it on the cross and leave it there. That's the trick. We got to leave it there. Okay, so I hope today when you leave this place, you're not the same as you came in. Not that we didn't love you just the way you came in, but God still molded, right? 
He's got a lot of molded on me. Uh, you know, so we're going to just remain moldable, right? So I'm going to take a look at this and jump in. Everybody's got that? We're going to hit the first slide. We're looking good, right? Just going to take a minute to recap a little bit from last week. And we were using Psalm 123. And uh, I told you guys that I've been praying for the direction of what we're going to do next. And the Lord just took me down to the end of the road. Let me uh, ride down there and get a little peace. And I'm down at Messick Point And I was just praying. And, and the Lord just laid it in my heart. It's just as easy as one, two, three. And he led me to Psalm 123. I'm going to read that for you guys. If you've got your Bibles, open that up. If not, I'll read that to you right here. It says, I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. We keep looking to the Lord our God for his mercy. Just as servants keep their eyes on their master, as a slave girl, a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us. And that's what I pray that, that we do each day. And I believe that we're walking in a time right now as a result of doing that over the last several months in the last year. Watching the hand of God, listening and seeing what's what. You know, we didn't just end up here. We prayed. We looked. We listened. We continued to seek the Lord. And then when we saw where God was opening up a door, we jumped in. You know what's so cool about being at the place that we are here? Because you know what? Partnering up with the Women's Club, we have an opportunity to bless them. Isn't that cool? That's part of what we want to do. We want to serve others. You know what they want to do? They want to serve too. Let me tell you, there, we had the crew in here yesterday, and I appreciate everybody that came. And if you couldn't make it yesterday, don't feel bad. We got plenty of stuff going on. You know, some of us got our, our schedules don't always align, but I appreciate the willingness when you can. So that's great. But um, there was two, two ladies that uh, were here late, late, late last night. And uh, I thought, wow. What a deal. But they, they had purpose in their heart. They were going to try to do everything they could to give us an awesome welcome. And they did. And we appreciate that. You see how that works? That giving and sharing and loving, you know? And we were able to help clean up and do some stuff yesterday. But, you know, ultimately, all the glory goes to God because he has furnished us a place that we can use as a pulpit, so to speak, to preach the gospel from here, you know? And so I just want to share how great that is. Now, getting back on that, we had about four or five keys that we had last week. And I'm going to go through them and kind of just we're building in this momentum of the series on Pathway to Peace. Okay? So one of the things we looked at last week was our focus. Our focus should be on the Father. So many times we get wrapped around that wheel just like we saw, right? And we go, me, 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 me. Right? It's easy to do. That's why it's great to have some accountability, you know, with a friend, a partner, a spouse. Or, or just, uh, you know, somebody in the church and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on in my life. And they can go from there and say, well, you know what? Let's look at all the good things. Because sometimes we can focus on the negative. Does anybody do that every now and then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're just going to go ahead and be honest this morning. But isn't it good when somebody can come along and speak into your life and say, but have you ever looked at this? Have you ever looked at that? And it makes all the difference in the world. Doesn't it? It's all about the perspective. So what do we got to do to focus on the Father? We have to lift our eyes off ourselves and put our eyes onto God. That's what I hope one of the takeaways is. All right? Just going through here a little bit so we can get caught up. Reverence God's position and rejoice in our position as, as his child. We talk about that most every week. And I probably always will because I want us to remember who we are in Christ. I want us to remember what the cross and the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ has brought into your life, okay, in my life. But check this out. We need to reverence God's position, understand that he is God, and he's awesome, and he's holy, and he's loving, and forgiving, and redeeming, right? And the list goes on and on. But rejoice in our position as his child. Isn't that good? I mean, just think about that right there. If we didn't say anything else right there, that would be an awesome, awesome, uh, uh, heartfelt thing to, to take out of here. But there's more, right? Let's take a look at this. 
the slightest signal. And we read in here in the, in the second part of that verse, we keep looking to the Lord, our God, for his mercy, just as a servant keeps her eyes on the master, as a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal. See, we have to get engaged, right? And the next one was this, activate faith. We can believe and we can be right on the edge and never get in the game. And what I pray is, is that by our faith, we jump out into the flow of what God's doing. This is, this is the step of faith for us. It's a step of faith for us to do this every week. You know, everybody's still working, everybody's doing. And I don't say that as an as a old man. I say, man, you know what? We're in a position now, guess what? We must trust God. You know what's so good about that? That's the best place to be. That's the best place to be because if we're anywhere else, we're trusting in self. We want to be in a place where we're trusting in God. And you know, sometimes that's, that gets a little squirrely, right? Or hamstery based on our thing there. But you know what? That's okay. And something else I want, want you to take away from last week, if you didn't get to listen to it online, you know you can get online at keepthepromise.org and check out the sermons, past sermons. And take a look at this. This is what I hear in a lot of phone calls, a lot of time when I talk to people, and I have to be careful myself. Don't miss today's blessing by looking back at yesterday's mistakes. Now, that's a good word right there. That is a good word. That's something the Lord gave me when I was just preaching to the couch. You know, that's my last thing I do Saturday night. Man, I am preaching to that couch. And the Lord laid this on my heart last week. Don't miss today's blessing by looking back at yesterday's mistakes. So I want you guys to grab hold of that and keep looking our focus to Christ. All right? So I think we brought you up to speed and we're going to keep rolling. All right? Everybody looking good? Got your hand out. Very good. Well, we're talking about today from Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm talking about engaging with Christ, right? There's, this, let's look at some of the ways we experience God today, all right? It's a good place to start taking some notes. This is just a, the, the, the lineup before we really hit you with the heavy-duty stuff. Ways we experience God are this. Through prayer, through worship, reading his word, fellowship. Okay? I'm going to say it again. Ways that we can experience God are through prayer, reading his word, worship, and fellowship. You know, yesterday we had a chance to get together. We had a good time doing what we were doing. It's a whole lot easier and it's a whole lot more fun working with others, isn't it? Than it is by yourself. Because if you're working by yourself, you just like, man, that's heavy. Man, oh gosh, that's a long, there's a lot of pine needles out there. Man, you just get out there and you're going, but somebody else going, hey man, what's going on? Next thing you're down on the end. You're already done. Man, moving on to the next thing. So that's why it's so awesome to see all these faces here that are always willing to serve. And it's in different areas. It might be making a phone call to somebody. It might be encouraging somebody. It might just be holding the door for somebody. It really doesn't matter. I just hope that we get to experience God by experiencing God ourselves, and then unleashing him into our families, our workplace, and in the community, all right? Well, let's keep on going here. I kind of pulled this over from what we were talking about last week about focusing on God, okay? And I said, right here, I said, look at this. God's hand brings direction, protection, correction, and provision. So we experience God from love and direction, grace and protection, mercy and correction, and provision for the vision. I'm going to say that again. That was a last minute note. You can always tell if you ever look at my notes. I'm going back over. Lord gives me some more stuff. I go, oh man, I like that. I think this is something we can really dig into here. We experience God from his love and direction, grace and protection, mercy and correction, and provision for the vision. 
Now, you know that God has provided for this vision, haven't you? God has been so gracious to us. And man, I just can't say enough about it, you know? And today, when you guys come alongside and, and, and just encourage me and my family, you know, I can only do one thing to say thank you and point all the praise to God. Because without him, we can do nothing. So it's, it's, it's great to be uh, in the position that God has given us here, right? Now, I want to go on to this last one and pull in the rest of that verse. Psalm 34, 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him, that are secure in him, right? We see the joy in the relationship with God because just like the song we were singing, right? God is good. His mercy endures forever. I want you guys to remember this song. We do these songs for a couple of reasons, right? First, we want to worship and honor God. But that's a great way to feed your spirit. You know, sometimes, you know, it's hard to remember Bible verses and things like that. But as we're singing that, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Drop something on your toe and you go, Lord, you are good and your mercy. You can still keep going. You know what I'm saying? So what you got it in you, you can keep speaking it out. And everybody's saying, that ain't usually what happens when I drop something on my toe. <laughs> Get some steel toes and pray and keep singing, right? That's all right. But you know what? I love that second part. It says, oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. See, we take refuge in God for what he's done for us and who he is, the character of Christ. And he is faithful and trustworthy. You know, when you put your faith and trust in something, you know, when you got up this morning, you're pretty sure your car's going to start, right? And that's man-made, right? And you just, man, I'm just going to take off and do this and going to do that. Or, you know what, even your employer, right? He can yell at you all week, maybe even cuss you a couple times, depending on who you work for, but you're expecting that check, right? Well, God says, I'm going to love you each day, <laughs> round the clock, and I'm faithful and trustworthy. So you see what I'm trying to do is, is get our eyes off the everyday stuff that will just eat your lunch and put our focus on the Father, okay? So let's taste and see that the Lord is good. Moving right on, moving right on. Everybody doing good, right? Amen. I like it when y'all talk back. Good deal. So here we go. The starting, starting, starting the journey with prayer. And the first thing I put on here is this. The first step in any venture is to pray. In January, when we were thinking about seeing this come into to the fullness, right? What did we do? We started praying. We asked everybody, hey, let's, let's pray about this. And now we see those things moving on. You know, a lot of times we don't see the, the end result just like that. But you know what? When we hold fast on the promises of God and speak the promises of God, we know that God is trustworthy and he is faithful. And we're going to hold fast in faith to see what he said will come past. All right. That's why we need to know the promises of God. I like this. I put prayer sets the direction and the tone of the journey. And we've been talking about tone a lot in the last few weeks. I don't know why it's keep popping up. But you know what? When we deal with people, we need to watch our tone. You could say the same thing three different ways just with your body language and the tone. But you know what? Yeah, I heard a mm, on that. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Let's watch our tone. Is the tone that we are, are, are giving off and producing that of God? You know, you could say, hey, man, your hair looks good. Hey, man, your hair looks good. Hey, man, your hair looks good. It means three different things. You know, I'm going to pick the best one. But guess what? Most of the time we don't. What are you talking about that? What I want us to do is start preparing our heart, cultivating those things to pick the positive when it comes down, okay? Let's pick the positive, all right? So we can see this. Check this out. This is what impacts our life and the way that we serve, all right? So that's, that's the whole deal there. Prayer is the journey. Now, I thought about this last night, too. I want you to think about this. Got a challenge for you. 
Has anybody ever started a prayer journal? Has anybody ever done that a little bit? Yeah, we start that a lot of times. I want to encourage us to continue on. What I want us to do for the next 30 days, right? I thought this would be really cool. The next 30 days, when you sit down and take a few minutes to pray, whether it's two minutes, two hours, whatever it is, get you a piece of paper or a notebook and pray and seek the Lord and then do this. And listen. And then I want you to write down what the Lord's showing you. You might not think when you write it down it means anything. But I guarantee you in the course of 30 days when you go back, I believe that God's going to be faithful in showing you some amazing things. All right? So that's the challenge this month, right? So we'll just call this uh, almost November. So in December, I'm, and as we go, I'm just waiting for them. Like, hey, Pastor Buddy, guess what? Guess what the Lord been showing me this month? I said, come on, share it. I know that God will do this because I've seen it over and over again. It sets the stage for blessing. We experience him in a powerful way, in a life-changing way. It's all about that relationship when we start putting prayer first. But so this week the homework is, this month the homework is, let's start a prayer journal. It doesn't have to be real fancy. You can use a sticky note. You can use it whatever. You can go to a Dollar General and get you something. But I'm going to tell you what, I guarantee if you spend a dollar on that book and you put 30 days in it, you wouldn't give a dollar for it. You wouldn't let somebody give you a dollar for it is what I'm trying to say. Because there's going to be priceless things that God speaks into your life. Okay? Is everybody in? Okay. Let's try to get everybody in. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're going to do that. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I just think it's a way that we can uh, engage in what God's doing. And I know that it's going to bring forth fruit in your life. Okay? Here we go. People under God's direction can accomplish tasks that would otherwise be impossible. This wasn't possible by our strength. Didn't even know it was available. You know what I mean? The building here. We looked at all different types of places. You know, and I still look around all the time. I'm listening and looking and pricing and listening and looking and listening to the Lord and praying. But you know what? God has got us here for a season and we're going to love it and we're going to live it right out of here. And this is going to be awesome, right? So as we look through this here, when we see that God is working in our life and we see how we can accomplish the task otherwise that are impossible, I want you guys to look at this. It's out of that relationship. I wrote this down. God defines the mission through prayer. That's how we know how we set the direction. God defines the mission through prayer. That's a great thing to write down there, guys. Take a look at this. Something else in my prayer time I want to share with you out of some of the notes that I put in my journal some time ago. Faith pierces the impossible and makes it a reality by activating our faith. I'm going to say that again. I was, I was, when the Lord gave me this, I'll never forget, I was, out, I was power blast, water blasting. And, and I was just thinking about all the blessings of the Lord. And when it really came to me, I just saw this big, like a big old trash bag, man, just full. And I'm like, man, what is that? You know, I'm just kind of daydreaming and praying and washing way too much stuff because some of the paint's coming off. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And, and the Lord spoke it to my heart. And this is what I got from that. Faith pierces the impossible and makes it a reality when we activate our faith. What does that mean? What does that mean is this. As, as we step out and pray in faith, can you imagine just a big ball of blessing, just like a water balloon over you? And God's asking you, waiting for you to call on that through faith and activate that so he can bless you like that. Man, I, that's just to me, that's just a picture of how good God is. You know, you think about your kids, you know, you want to bless them, you want to do things. But sometimes they need to ask you for the car keys because you might not, you know, know what they're going on, what they need, you know. Well, God knows what we need, and he has it available to us. He's not short on resources, but for the relationship, he wants you to say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I hear this. Lord, direct me in this. 
Lord, you know, and that's the thing we don't like. Sometimes you've got to correct us in this. But we're going to get to that. So that was just a sidebar. You know what happens when this happens? Check this out. When the miraculous is comp- accomplished, there is only one answer. You know what the answer is? It's God. It's God. See, when we get to this point here, it's God. I talked to one of my friends uh, not too long ago. He said, I see some of you buddies down here and this and this and that. And uh, asked, were you still playing guitar? And he said, yeah, man, he's jamming for Jesus now. And you know what he says? Man, that was the impossible turning into the possible, right? That's just God's grace moving us gently into what he has for us, okay? So it's one answer. It's by his hand. It's by his grace. Yet we experience the blessing by being used by God for the kingdom. I'm blessed in the process. I'm blessed in the process to, to, to be able to be called to the pastor of this church. Is there a lot of responsibility? Absolutely. Is there a lot of hours? Absolutely. Do I love it? Absolutely. You know what? But I know who put me in this spot. I know who called me to do this. And it was the Lord. And so you know what? As we walk, my famous line, if anything, if the last thing I ever uh, left you with, you say, yeah, that's the guy that always used to say, I'm preaching to me first, right? <laughs> because you know what? I want to do what God has for us to do here while we're cutting through. You know, this journey is pretty short, but you know what? We can make it effective, can't we? We can make it impacting, right? We get to experience the blessing through this. God has the big picture, and he graciously unfolds that plan to us through our obedience to him and our faith in him. Our obedience to what he's given us to do and our faith in him. They go hand in hand. So we need to be listening, looking, and and going to the Lord, all right? Take a look at this. There are two parts of real service for God. Talking with God and walking with God. I love that there. Talking with God and walking with God. Prayer and listening, right? Then what do we do? Then we walk, then we step. Lord, is this the time for us to move? Lord, is this what's going on? Pray, pray, pray. And then the door opens and then we step out. Watching for that slightest movement of his God's hand and jumping in, right? So it's a relationship and guess what? We're moving and walking in that relationship. Let's keep moving here. Psalm 29, 11 says this. As I was cross-referencing the scriptures and stuff, I came to this. And I thought, man, that is so powerful. Psalm 29, 11, I always like to give you some word to back it up. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. Remember, we're talking about the pathway of peace. So if we look at this uh, in your notes, I hope you guys take a look at this. Real service, right? Like we said, with the Lord up here, it says, comes from real relationship. Taking time, listening, talking, growing, and trusting. That sounds like a relationship right here. Our relationship with the Lord should and can be just like the one you have with your friends and your family because that's how intimate the Lord wants to be with us when we spend time with God. He knows everything about you. He knows the plans that he has for you. So why don't we spend time with him, right? That's what we want to be looking at there. The pathway to peace is discovered by walking the path with the Lord, right? Walking, you know, I thought about this a little bit uh, last night too. When we start looking at things like that, um, I thought about Mike's testimony a couple of weeks ago. In the midst of the storm sometimes, we, we don't see where God's at. You know, we've been praying for some of our, our long-distance KTP family. And, and sometimes we don't see the results as fast as we want or the way we want. But it's an amazing thing when we look back and we see that one set of footprints, like you say. And it's not that God left you. It's God carried you through it. Amen? That's how good a guy we got. 
So let's take a look at this. And we're going to put a few things down here before we move to the next one. Prayer sets, sets the mission in motion, defines the direction, and equips us for the task, encourages as we walk. All right? So God defines the mission for us as we pray, right? He provides a way for that, gives us direction, and he equips us for that mission and encourages as we walk. We have been equipped to do what God's called us to do right here, and we're going to keep moving with it, all right? So let's take a look at this next one. Everybody hanging in there? All right. God's faithfulness is the next one that we pulled out here. Reflecting on God's faithfulness, and we touched on that just a little bit. I'm going to pick up some speed here. It strengthens us and strengthens others. That's why I love to hear somebody telling me about what God's doing in their life. Because guess what? When they start talking about what God's doing in their life, they're not complaining. They're not saying it happened in their own strength. They're glorifying God. And they don't even realize it sometimes, but they're taking the bricks off their back. Right? And they start, man, you ever say, this is what the Lord's done for us. This is what the Lord's done for that. You know? And what I love about that is when we start looking at that, we look at what God's brought us through and watch how he uses us to help you overcome the current trial you're in. I'm going to say that again. When, when we get to give voice to that, when we look at God's faithfulness and we look back and reflect on what God's done, use that experience to encourage yourself in the Lord, just like David would do, right? David the psalmist, right? To encourage yourself in the Lord. So when the next trial comes, you say, well, he already did that. You know, David talks about in, the, in, the, in the, some of the psalms, he talks about, man, I, I know he's going to give me uh, this Philistine, right? That he's, he's, I'm not going to get too far off there, but you guys know David and Goliath. He said, man, he's already given me a bear. I took out a bear and a lion. So he was reflecting on that. Guess what? He was feeling pretty tough then. He was pretty buff then. I ain't scared of you. And a matter of fact, the Bible even talks about that he didn't say, well, here he comes. He took off running at the giant. Those giants in our lives, let us take off running with the full armor of God so that we are more than overcomers, okay? So why can we do that? Because God's faithful. Let's give you some scriptures for that. 1 Corinthians 1, 9 says this. God who has called you into his fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. He called us. He looked for us. He was looking for us. I thought I was looking for God. He already knew where I was at, and I just go, wow, he's been here the whole time. But you know what? I turned my eyes from my problems and put my eyes on the Savior. Amen? So let's take a look at this. This reminds me of the scripture here. It reminds us that we are called to himself. He is the one who unites us to himself. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, we are secure in him. Isn't it good to know that you're secure? You know, a lot of times we think we're secure because of our jobs or our financial stuff or that we're in great shape and great health. Things can change in an instant, but aren't you glad that God never changes? That's what I love. That's what I always go back. If I can just keep my eyes on the Lord, everything else is going to take care of itself. But sometimes it gets tough. Not sitting up here telling you, oh, yeah, man, we got it down. You know what? We have it available, and we know what to do, and I'm giving us the tools. But you know what? Sometimes it's good to have somebody come alongside and say, you know what? You remember this right here? Remember this right here? Let's pull up a scripture. I always say this. Somebody said, so have you been praying about this situation? They go, yes. I said, what scripture are you standing on? They go, what? Let's take the word of God, use it for the tool that it is, and stand on that. I'm going to go to this next one here. Why? Take a look, take a look at this. I'm going to give you some more encouragement here. Hebrews 12.2 says, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And when I read that, I said, isn't that amazing that God would call me to be a pastor of a church? You know, this is a conversation I'm having with God. And he knew everything back there in the past. He knew everything right here in the middle. And he knows what's going on down here. And he says, I'll still take you. 
Now, how many of us would go into a relationship and look at it? If you had like the panoramic view of, of your relationship and you go, oh, this is lovely. You know, when we first started, everything's good, didn't it? Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so strong, you know? And then gravity takes control and you go, hey, can you help me carry this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the reality sets in. But you know what? A lot of times if we look at those things, if we had that view where we go, you know, I don't, I don't want to sign up for that. But God sees the beginning from the end. And he says, I'll take you. That's humbling. See, because, you know, a lot of times the worldly view is, I don't know if that's worth my investment. I'm going to tell you this. When we invest in God, it pays eternal dividends. You know what? MetLife can't touch that. They can't touch that. Nobody else can. Let's keep rolling with this. Colossians 1.20. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He's talking about through Jesus, okay? He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. You know, a lot of times when we start thinking about this, why are they talking about the blood? Why are they talking about the blood? He said, there's no remission of sin without the shedding of blood, right? That's what precious blood of Christ. That's what we start looking at. This is what God provided as the sacrifice. That's how much it cost for us to be bought back out of that bondage, bought back out of that sin, right? Let's take a look at this. He is our protection. He knows the beginning from the end, and yet he still comes and says, come on with me. And that's the thing that I love. You know, that, that right there, that's just awesome by itself. But you know what it is? It's hope. It's forgiveness. It's unconditional love. You know, that's amazing. How many know I love my dog? I can't believe it. I thought everybody would go, amen. Amen. I, I, and I, I probably have to say, I almost love as much as my father-in-law does because it's really his dog, but, but she stays in our house. I don't care what he's saying. I get the vet bills and Jimmy just loves the dog. She loves my father-in-law. But you know what? When we look at what's going on there, you know, uh, we, we get her as a rescue and all our animals are rescued. So you don't really know what you're getting. But you know what? Every time we've got a blessing. That's a blessing that we've got because you know what? We say, well, they're worth it. They're worth it. We're going to stay in the course. So you know what? God looks at our life and here we are. We need to be rescued. And he rescues us out of sin and into life. He says, you're worth it. Isn't that good to know? That's always good to know. Take a look at this here. Mm-mm-mm. Give you another one here. The faithfulness of God brings peace to the child of God. And I was just thinking about that as we, we continue to look at that. The faithfulness of God brings peace to the child of God. Because you know why? We look at his character. When we're looking at the character of God, we're not trusting in man. We're not trusting in the stock market. We're not trusting in anything else. We're trusting in his faithfulness. Again, I go back to what Mike shared. He says, I want to talk to you today about the faith of God. He didn't even say his faith. He says, the faith of God, God's faithful. Isn't that something? Now, when he got to a point in his life, he says, look, I can't do any more. God said, watch what I'll do. That's something, isn't it? When we come to the ends of ourselves." Most of the time, that's the beginning of a big blessing what God's going to do in our life. You know, that is something else. So, you know what? We just got to get over it sometimes, right? We were saying something today. We were working on stuff. It's like, you know, can't you just take a joke? And I'm thinking, yes, I could take a joke. But I don't want to take it right now. But I love you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's why I'm glad y'all come at 10 till instead of 930. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm just being funny. Craziness here. Take a look at this. I got a couple more things I said. I put on my notes. Read this. So I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave this out. We need to challenge ourselves to learn something new about the Lord every day. And that's something, something. Do you think we'll run out? 
You say, oh man, I'm almost 50 years old. I'll probably run out of stuff. Not going to happen. I want to challenge us to learn something new about the Lord every day and grow in Him. I guarantee you something else. If you learn something new about the Lord, you're going to learn something new about you because you are heir to the throne. Isn't that amazing? You're going to learn something new about yourself. But ultimately, we go to God so we can learn about Him because it's a relationship, right? It brings confidence in that relationship. And next, it gives us spiritual stability. We're going to move to that. I want to make sure we got a few things here. God's faithfulness. Hey, I looked at this. I thought we can reflect on him. We are protected by him. We are reconciled to him and have peace with him. That's what I see with, with the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. Again, reflect on him. We are protected by him, reconciled to him and have peace with him. Now, what do we say next? It gives us spiritual stability. What do you mean by that? It shows us our faith rising up in the Father. Let's take a look at this. Making good time now, guys. Making good time. And we got cake too afterwards. So hang in there. Yes. I feel sure it'll be a big amen on that. <coughs> Knowing and following God, God's ways bring spiritual stability to our lives and others because His He's present in us. Sorry about that. What I mean by that is that God is active in our life. I went to the store yesterday. You know, I... I I'm not going to apologize for these stories because that's how God works in my life. But I know God's working in my life everywhere we're going. At Food Line. There's a lot of God working in the Food Line at Buck Row. I don't know what it is. I go down there and my mom said, I always call her, what do we need? Mom says, I sure could go for one of those big chickens. Right? So I said, okay. So I see my girls back behind the chicken counter, man. And they're believers. They say, oh, there he is now. Your mama needs some more chicken, baby. I said, yes, they do. I said, how you doing? Everybody, everything else stops, man. Everybody's in line like this. I just walk in. Hey, they're going, hey, baby. How's your mom? I said, she's doing good. It'll be up in 10 minutes. Why don't you go around and get you something else and come back? I'll have it ready for you. I said, okay. That's good. Right? So I'm coming back. And they go, man, we get doing some other stuff. Man, we have a great time there. Right? So I'm going down and I'm going through the card section. And I see another friend of mine. They go, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing okay. Start talking about some stuff. And I'm just sharing about what God's doing, right? I'm getting all excited. I'm thinking, I'm probably in her space. So I'm kind of backing up. And the woman starts crying. I'm going, <laughs> oh, I'm probably too close. I need a tic-tac. No. And she goes, that's just beautiful. That's just beautiful. And I go, yeah, it is. And now we're, we're crying over there by the cars. I was like, I'll see you later. My chicken's burning. So I get on back over there, man. So then I got my favorite lady that I check out. Her name is Miss Vicky. And, man, she could, she could shove some groceries for, through her line. I just kind of walk down there like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Miss Vicky. I get over there like that. Man, and a lot of times I don't have my little, what is it? I'll call it MVP. It's MVP card. Don't worry about it, baby. I said, we say dollar seventy-three. I said, you're a blessing. That's indeed, boy. Cut that bird down by about 30%. <laughs> Got to take it where you can, man. Got to take it where you can. Oh, my goodness. Notes are all over the place. I'm getting hungry thinking about chicken. Oh, my goodness. So what, is that, what do I mean by all that? You know, knowing and following God's ways brings spiritual stability. And what I wanted to get out of that, not just to you, but to others. Because you're bringing God with you. You take him with you. You know what I mean? And, and you know what I love? Is, is God is no respecter of a character. I talk to some people and they go, what did he say? He talks too fast. Or I'll go somewhere and they go, where are you from? <laughs> what do you mean, where are we from? <laughs> I live in Wisconsin. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, it's just, and, I, and it doesn't matter to me. I don't care 
what color, what, where you talk, where you've been, because Jesus never changes. And that's my mission, right? Just a little side note. Take a look at this. We are equipped to overcome with the word of God. I know my mother-in-law is going to say amen on that, ain't you, grandmama? Come on. Yeah, right. You know what? Here we go. I'm going to give you some scripture to write down with that. Hebrews 4.12, okay? For the word of God is alive and powerful. Talk about those tools, right? It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. God knows you, and he still loves you. Isn't that amazing? That's, that, 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 would be, that would be a bumper sticker. God loves you, and he still, God knows you, and he still loves you. I like that. I'm going to write that one down. But God corrects us because he loves us. The correction is tempered with love and mercy. When you correct your kids, you try to do that with love and mercy, right? Sometimes it's just right off the, ah, I love you. You know, but God sees the beginning from the end. And God is about restoring and reconciling. Not about holding you down till you tap, I shouldn't do that paint. <laughs> Tapping the mat, right? <laughs> uh, you know, he's not about that. He's about loving us to the next great thing that he's got for us. Amen? Let's take a look at this. There's little mercy found with man, but abundance found with the Lord. I thought about that. You know what? God will forgive you and God will restore you, but a lot of times people never forget. And that's a hard thing. Because you know what? When, when somebody else gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar, it seems like we want, man, do, just take them down. But when it's us, we want grace and forgiveness. And I think that's one thing that God's showing me in my life is, and I, I hope that my life is becoming more like Christ in those areas. I go, you know, you know what? Lord, help me to respond in this situation like you would respond in this situation. That's my, that's my heart because you know what? I want to look like Jesus. I want to look like Jesus, right? And, and we do that in every area of our life. God will continue to pour through us. And you know what? That's why it's a journey. And that's why we're walking this thing out on a pathway to peace. Spiritual stability provides life-giving zeal to accomplish the task. There's been a lot of things I've been called in my life. I don't think shy is one. You know? Are you, ever, you know, when you go into a meeting and stuff and you're sitting there. And I might not even say nothing. I'm just, and, and that's very few times. But I'm sitting there and you go, we need a volunteer. I'm going, okay. And they go, you right there. <laughs> you right there. Everybody's going, get him. Get him. You know, like, oh, you know. But you know what? I just look at it as a platform that just maybe I can reflect Christ. You know? I don't, if they're doing something on, oh, this is the way we need to align all these things. I said, man, you know what? What model are you following? Oh, we're doing this model here and this speaker here. I said, you know what? It looks like they took some of Jesus' answers and put them up there. They go, what? I said, man, we need to set the course. Look at the vision. See what's going on. I said, you know what? You let me clean that PowerPoint up. I think you have something biblical in there. And they go, we should have never asked that guy up here. You know? But you know, it don't matter to me because if it's, a, if it's a, just a little bit I could get in there and tell Jesus, talk about Jesus, they go, oh boy. Usually the second day they don't ask you to volunteer. But you know what they do do? What they do do? I was going to pause in there. Yeah. Yes to me. You know what they do? They'll, they'll catch you when you go on break. Hey, man. I heard you talking about uh, this Jesus guy. I say, yeah, man, that's my savior. Really? And you're out there, and they, you know, and they're taking a break or whatever. You'd be surprised what a window and a door opens up if you just re- rely on Him. Life-giving zeal to accomplish the task at hand. God, God will provide that. All right, picking up speed, guys. Picking up speed. Got my watch turned around here backwards. 
That's my story anyway. Pursuing God with passion, right? <laughs> we'll jump through his. I want to give you guys some more word. Why does I always do that? Because that doesn't change. That is the truth of God. And that is what's going to make a difference in our life. Let's take a look at this. Psalm 34, 1 and 2. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take helpless take heart. You know what? He gives us hope. He gives us a place to come to. That refuge that we talked about earlier is in him. You know, that's what I love about that. And when we talked about earlier, when the only answer is when some miraculous stuff is going on, there's only one answer. It's God. Look what what the psalmist says here. I will boast only in the Lord. You might as well because it's all about him. But a lot of times we try to grab credit for stuff. But I'm going to tell you what. It's God working through us. God getting something to us. Why? He wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing to somebody else. Think about that. He's not, he's not impressed about the bank account or the cars or the house. I really believe when we get there, we're going to have to give account. We know we've got to give account, right? And I don't think there's anything wrong about having nice cars, any of that stuff. Don't, don't sidetrack me on that. But I'm saying this. Let's make sure when we walk this thing out as a church family that when we see a need that we can come alongside and make it better. You know, when we leave this place, let's make it a little bit better than it was when we came in. Because you know what? When we leave a place, I pray that they see the fingerprints of Christ where we've been. Amen? So let's take a look at this. You know, a lot of times when I'm sharing with people, they say, man, you know, it sounds like you know God. I say, yeah, I do. I do. Personally. You say, what are you, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. It's not anything I did. It's not anything I, I, I'm smart enough or handsome enough to do. It's because that's what the covenant relationship in his word says. You know what? I can know him. I can fellowship with him. I need to run to him. And you know what I see here? God delights in revealing himself. You know what I see today? I see a whole lot of God being revealed right in here. I see God being revealed through what went on here last night. But it's not just in stuff. It's in the substance of each one's life. How is that being revealed to the world? At your work, in your family, and in your friends, okay? He loves, his love paves the pathway for the believer to become everything God has called us to be. And I thought about that when, when the Lord gave that to me. I said, man, isn't that the truth? Because it's always different. Love, right? Mercy, grace, his righteousness, his faithfulness. It's all tempered. But the ultimate goal is to take our lives and mold us in to that of Christ, right? So that we reflect God in every situation. And he does it out of love. That's what I think is so cool. You know, I I wrote this down. I said, you know, remember as a child of God, we have that vantage point to see the hand of God. We talked a little bit about that last week. We have the vantage point to see the hand of God at work and then the opportunity to join in with him. So you could see something. You said, man, I got a bird's eye view and never get off the couch. I pray that this message motivates us to get off the couch and, and, and be involved in what God's got doing. Got going on for us. I'm sorry. The journey is long, but the view is breathtaking. Breathe in the peace of God that breaks the shackles of fear. See, fear will stop you dead in your tracks. I know I should bite. But if you're just still looking at God, you say, I know I can because I'm coming to keep walking this way. Because he says I can do it. And I'm going to keep trusting. You know? When Peter got out of the boat, everything was cool until he looked at the water, right? God grabbed him up and brought him back to safety. That's his refuge, all right? So what I want us to do is take a look at this last one here. 
I'm going to get Miss Tanya to come up and while we get ready to wrap this up. But I want you to take a look at this. James 1.17 says this. Every good and perfect gift is from, from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. I want you guys to realize this, that when we're looking at something and we've been spending time with God, when something comes up, we know that it's God. I've had things in my life and I've been praying and looking at stuff. And sometimes I just want somebody to come alongside. And I, I love the good of my mother-in-law. And I remember sharing this one particular thing in my life. <laughs> and she said, that's God. And I was like, yes, it is. You know, but you know what? If you're not experiencing God and you're not listening to God and not seeking God, you're going to go, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. That's not what God has. What did I say up here? God delights in revealing himself to us. So I want us to know that today, that you know what? When we are pursuing God, are we passionate about it? You ever been to lunch with somebody and don't think they really want to be there? That's not much of a relationship. They say, hey, you want to do that? Oh, yeah, maybe I can do this sometime. Or, or you know, whatever. Say, hey, uh, you, you know, you need a ride somewhere or something? Go, yeah, you want to be a blessing to that person? You know? How often do we do that with God? God has poured his best into us given his best for us so that we can reflect him into the lost and dying world. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what. You guys are looking pretty good to me right here because I see God reflecting in your lives. Didn't say we're perfect. I'm seeing God reflected in everybody's life. And that is amazing. All different. It kind of reminds me of a diamond. You ever look at a diamond you put it under the light and you go, woo, that's cool. And then you move it, woo. And it's got all these different facets, all these different, you know, light shining back. And that's what I see when I look at the church family. I see that diamond, right? And I see God's light being reflected. And I see all those nice little brilliant and bright lights coming back. And you know what? There's much more for us to do, guys. But you know what? If we can do it by being passionate, we can see that even the worst storm, God is the still of the storm. So I hope today, as we pursue God's leading on the pathway of peace, I change it not to peace, but of peace, right? We experience His grace, His peace, and His mercy by walking with Him. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you today that, uh, that you give us a path. You give us a way. And Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but you. And Father, I thank you so much that you illuminated that path very clearly and say, there's one way to me. It's through a relationship with my son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray everyone here today evaluates have they ever made you the Lord of their life by this, saying, hey, Father, come into my life. Jesus, you have paid the price for me. Take my sin back, Lord. And today, write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Bible tells us this. He said, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And today I pray that everyone here, every heart here, has been pierced by that truth and you've grabbed hold of it. And if that's your prayer today, I say don't leave here today without saying, Lord, come into my life. Today is my day. I need you. Forgive me of my sins.